Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Time for more COVID communism tonight. We have the great Congressman Jim Jordan, Charles Love, hopefully another Congressman Joe Kent, all that and much more coming up on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. It's time for some more COVID communism. Now, I don't like to, uh, uh, you know... uh, outline the next steps we're taking against uh, I, I'd like to outline the next steps we're taking against over on the the Omicron variant that man's president of the United States of America and let's let's just do a little state of affairs here before I go off on everything else he did and everything else he screwed up let's realize where we are right now And it's probably something you should smile about. I mean, you know there's enough dark news out there. We talk about it all the time. Let's talk about some good news. The Biden administration is in deep, deep trouble. The new poll numbers that are coming out basically every other day now, there's some new group that does a poll. We're seeing approval numbers of Joe Biden that are as low as anything I've seen in forever. Joe Biden is right now lower approval than Donald Trump ever was. 
a year into his presidency. That's virtually impossible. He's not trusted on any issue. Inflation's through the roof. The American people have no trust whatsoever in Joe Biden on COVID, on inflation, on foreign policy, on anything. This is an administration in free fall. And what's fascinating about it is, and I mean fascinating in a disaster way for them, what's fascinating about it is he's not a functional adult. I mean, I know we've talked about it before. I know this is almost stating the obvious at this point in time. Joe Biden, whatever it is, I, I, I can't diagnose it, senile, Alzheimer's, dementia, I, I don't know. I don't know. Joe Biden is not a fully functional adult. So it's as if the plane is going down, right? The plane is crashing. The administration, it's, it's a complete disarray. The plane is crashing, and it's like the pilot's been knocked out. So not only is it going down, it's going down, and the guy at the helm has no chance, no chance whatsoever to right the ship. And they know it. And what's wild about this is it's going down. They know it's going down. They know he can't right the ship. And they don't change course for him at all. Instead, they just seem to double down and triple down at, all, at, at every turn with bad, unpopular policies. I mean, remember, he's been lying about everything, lying about mandates, lying about lying about the border, lying about Afghanistan. And the more people yell and scream and say, I don't like it, what are you talking about? The more they seem to lie. And not only do they lie, they seem unprepared. Now, again, I understand why Joe Biden personally would be unprepared. I do this show, as you probably can tell, I don't have any writers, I don't have, any, I don't have a teleprompter here, I just do the show off the top of my head. Now, I'm an idiot, but I can still talk in the camera for an hour off the top of my head. The President of the United States cannot. So everything he's doing is written for him. That's why he's always looking just to one side of the camera or not, okay? So you just understand how that works. So he does have people writing things for him. Why don't they get it either? Are they all senile too? Joe Biden was asked about getting COVID tests and stuff like that. And it was, uh, I don't know, but uh, uh, the, the Google? You can find the nearest testing sites for you by Googling COVID test near me. Google COVID test near me. And to help uh, lead our federal testing program, I've talked, I've, I've, I've ta- I've, excuse me, I've tapped. Uh, Dr. Tom, I hope I pronounced it, Inglesby, correct? Is that right, Jeff? Uh, And uh, he's one of the world's leading infectious disease experts, and I'm grateful for his willingness to help tackle this challenge. That sounds like you guys were real close. (laughs) Sounds like you really dug into that. No one could tell the president how to say the guy's name before he introduced him as the new man in charge? It's wild. Look, there's a lot wild going on. And I understand they ran a presidential campaign protecting Joe Biden from the public for obvious reasons. Remember, I know you probably forget about this. I forgot about it, so I was thinking about it this morning. How they were always calling a lid on the day. That's what they called it, calling a lid. When Joe Biden was in the middle of a presidential campaign, and presidential campaigns are supposed to be rigorous, brutal. 
I mean, you'll land in Iowa, and then you'll have a, a, a lunch in California, and then you've got to do dinner in Wyoming. I mean, that's what these guys do. It's just event after event after event after event. You've got to be everywhere. It's, it's, you know, going for the top spot. And Joe Biden would go out and do some little meet and greet in the morning, and then they just call her a day, nap time for Joe. They just did the best they could to hide him. And, of course, the media helped him with that because they're all disgusting communists. They helped hide Joe. Well, they've been hiding him since he's been president, too. Remember we ran that story last week, how he's been on vacation 25% of his presidency? He has several times where he won't have any events in a given day or one event in the morning in a given day. That works only so long, though. That's the problem. You see, this is the information age. And you can love that or you can hate that. But the, the truth is... It's not difficult to find accurate information with the supercomputer you have in your pocket. It's just not difficult to find it. You, as the mainstream media, you don't control the narrative all the time anymore. ABC, NBC, CBS, they can't protect Joe forever. When Joe Biden constantly won't answer questions on camera, video like this gets out in... It doesn't look good. No way. Message for vaccinated Americans who are wondering why they should continue to restrict their activities given your health officials say most Americans will get COVID at some point. Folks, we'll talk about that later. Come on. We'll talk about that later. And then with the ultimate Joe Biden answer to everything, come on. Uh, that's not an answer to a very legitimate question. And they're still trying to cover for him. It just doesn't work. I saw yesterday the AP came out and said, hey, guys, uh, we're going to have a meeting. They called all their little communist journalists in. They said, hey, uh, no more talking about case counts and stuff like that. Doesn't look that good for Joe. Let's, Let's report differently. It's so weird how everything had to do with coronavirus under Donald Trump was made to look as bad as humanly possible. And now, midterms coming up here in a few months, now everything's made to look as good as humanly possible for old Joe. And they don't have a plan. They don't have a solution. So they keep coming back to saying, pandemic of the unvaccinated. And I want to remind you, as you watch the president once again say this, this is the most evil thing I've ever seen a president say. It's not just some random throwaway line. This is the president of the United States of America aiming his sights at 40% of the population and telling the other 60%, these guys, those are the bad guys. It's their fault. That is freaking evil. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And I mean by this right now, both vaccinated and unvaccinated people are testing positive. But what happens after that could not be more different. If vaccinated people test positive, they overwhelmingly have either no symptoms at all or they have mild symptoms. And if, they're, if you're unvaccinated, if they test positive, there are, you are 17 times more likely to get hospitalized. As a result, they're crowding our hospitals, leaving little room for anyone else who might have a heart attack or an injury in an automobile accident or any injury at all. And yes, the unvaccinated are dying from COVID-19. That's evil. These people don't realize how evil they become either. I, I can't believe how common it is now. You remember we talked about it a couple days ago, the guy from the LA Times who said, hey, 
Is it ghoulish to mock people who are anti-vax when they die? Sure, but we should do it anyway. I mean, that person, that person looks in the mirror and thinks he's the good guy. Joy Ann Reed looks in the mirror every single night and, well, I mean, she's an idiot, but she still thinks she's the good guy. Let's talk about what other countries are doing, because at some point, I feel like people who are willfully unvaccinated, fine, don't get vaccinated. But they need to start to pay a little bit more of the cost of what this is doing to our system. Uh, there are fines that, that, are, uh, that are levied in places like Germany. Germany has stopped paying for the tests, the virus tests for people who choose to be unvaccinated. They've ended quarantine pay for those without vaccinations. IKEA, the company, is slashing sick pay for unvaccinated UK. Listen to how they talk. Listen to how they talk. Remember how I've warned for a long time that we're going to end up with a real dictator arising on the right? in response to this insanity, we are. It is inevitable. I don't know whether it's coming next year or 100 years from now, but it is coming. That pendulum will swing the other way, and there's going to be a reckoning for this stuff. There is. Which leads me to my last thing. And I'm going to try not to get upset, but I just want to make sure we all understand what's going on right now. Yeah, the Joe Biden administration's in free fall. We're probably going to win a bunch of seats in the midterms. Woohoo! But we do have to understand the stakes of the game right now. The people who despise the United States of America now control all the cultural pillars that hold up the United States of America, from media to Hollywood to politics to the federal bureaucracy, religion, half the unit, well, half, every university. It's really, really bad. We are in a bad state right now. We have a long, long way to go. We need leadership right now. We need somebody or somebodies who are only interested in protecting and saving the United States of America. You know, I was a fan of Donald Trump's presidency. I thought he did a really good job foreign policy, especially renegotiating trade deals, getting the border wall built, outstanding. Donald Trump's ego, his interest in now getting credit for the vaccine. He was denied credit for Operation Warp Speed. And now he's on this relentless campaign. Did you see I did the vax? I did the vax. Isn't the vax great, guys? I love the vax. Vaccines. Have you heard about the vaccine? That's my vaccine. Look at me. It's my vaccine. It's driving me up the wall. And it's driving me up the wall because he's likely the nominee. If he runs again, he's going to be the nominee. We need a lot of things right now in this country. What we don't need is another vaccine pharmaceutical rep. Here's Donald Trump. Do you reconsider your push for it? Or what's your view now on the vaccine in general? Well, I've taken it. I've had the booster. Many politicians, I watched a couple of politicians be interviewed. And one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine. And they, oh, they're answering it like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it. Because they're gutless. You've got to say it. Whether you had it or not, say it. Right. But the fact is that I think the vaccine has saved tens of millions of people throughout the world. Okay. Uh, I have had absolutely no side effects. I've had it like other people have had it, nothing special. I've had it. Do you remember when Donald Trump was president? And this used to make me pull my hair out. You've actually seen me yell about this on the show before. And the media got Donald Trump to condemn white supremacy in virtually every interview. 
No matter what was going on, Donald Trump would sit down with some communist media person and they would have him talking about white supremacy for, for minutes on end. White supremacy. Do you condemn it? Are you sure you condemn it? Because you, you condemned it a little before. Do you condemn it? And Donald Trump would just sit there and just talk about white supremacy. I condemned it. I'm condemning it. I don't like white supremacy. I'm condemning it. The American media, the communists in the American media, they understood, this was a few years ago, all they have to do is get you talking about white supremacy and they won. You're talking about something they want you talking about. Not about any serious issues. Not about the disaster they are. They want you talking about white supremacy. So allow me to tell Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, any Republican running for Congress, Senate, anything else. The American media is going to spend the next three years trying to get you to talk about vaccine, 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 vaccine. Do you want people to take the vaccine? Have you been vaccinated? Should everyone get vaccinated? If you're talking about vaccines and you're on the right for the next three years, you're losing. You're allowing them to determine the field of battle. When they say, are you vaccinated? You say, I can't believe Joe Biden got 13 of our warriors killed in, in Afghanistan. When they say, why aren't you answering the question? Do you think everyone should get vaccinated? You say, I can't believe Joe Biden touches kids inappropriately every single time he's on TV. Stop letting the communists determine what you talk about and what you don't talk about. And if there's one thing we don't need right now, we don't need Donald Trump's ego. Give me credit, guys. We're we have a nation to save. Okay, you didn't get credit for Operation Warp Speed. Tough. If that's what you need, if you need credit, go back to Mar-a-Lago and park it on the bench. We, need, we, are, we are in a dire situation right now in this country. It's too serious for anyone's ego. Now, if you want to go back to being the Trump who was kicking butt and taking names, come on, let's do it. If this is going to be Trump's ego trip, I'm out. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We got Jim Jordan coming up next. Now, as I calm down here, allow me to talk about something else good. My Eden Pure. Well, that's not true. My Eden Pures, plural. I don't own one. I own three. I originally owned one. The daggone thing was so outstanding, my sons came and stole it, and then I bought two more. It's not just that it took care of my allergies. It cleans the air constantly, and it's not loud. It's not like one of those, you hardly know it's there. It's just this little black box plugs right in the outlet. Your air smells clean. The second you walk in your house, getting home from work, you'll smell it. And you're like, wow, it's amazing. I own three of them, and you can own three right now. They have a deal for my viewers Go to EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE, and you get three for under $200. That's 200 bucks in savings. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. Joining me now, Congressman Jim Jordan from the great state of Ohio and, of course, author of the book, Do What You Said You Would Do, Fighting for Freedom in the Swamp. Congressman, I have to ask you, it's the hot news of the day. Yeah. We have some Supreme Court ruling. Apparently, the big employers can't mandate it, but, but health care workers still are stuck with it. What is this mealy-mouth crap? Well, maybe I look at the positive, and it's a win for freedom to say that OSHA can't mandate that private employers over, you know, with, with over 100 employees, that you got to mandate this on your employees. Um, I mean, this is a win for freedom. Uh, there's the federal government with healthcare workers, and they they kind they kind of did took a different track there. I haven't read the opinions yet, but I know on the private uh, private employers, it was a six-three decision, I think. So that is a good sign for freedom, a good sign for. 
for liberty, for the Constitution. Uh, I thought that's where the Supreme Court would end up, but it's it's good to see it play out the way it did uh, on on uh, the, uh, particularly on our private sector employers. Congressman, if you're Joe Biden, obviously he's a president, he's a politician, he looks at poll numbers, he's a human being, he understands he's extremely unpopular. Why push so hard on all this mandate stuff to begin with? No matter what you feel about vaccines or whatnot, you point at half the American people and say, you're fired if you don't do what I said you would do. That's not going to go over well. Well, that's it. I mean, he has to because the left controls his party. I mean, Joe, Joe Biden, I don't know where he is. It's hard to figure out where he is from day to day. He says one thing, does something else. I mean, he's the one who told us a few months ago there would never be a vaccine mandate. And of course, then he imposed it. And here we have the Supreme Court telling him, no, you can't, you can't do that. But the hard left controls the Democrat party and they're authoritarian. You know, th- th- think about, I always go to the First Amendment and our right to speak under the First Amendment. That Today's left says to us, you say, you're not allowed to, to speak. If you don't agree with me, you're not allowed to talk. And if you try, we're going to call you a racist and we're going to try to cancel you. So that's today's left. They control the party he's in. But the vast majority of Americans get it. Um, In what's Joe, uh, I saw one poll's approval ratings like 33 percent. I think the real question is, who are these 33 percent? Who thinks anything's going right in the country right now under Biden? So, um, yeah, but that's the hard left and they control the party. And that's why you're seeing the crazy things you are uh, from Joe Biden and the Democrats. Congressman, Dr. Fauci obviously is a household name, sadly, by this point in time. And he's been, for the large part, in control of the direction the country has taken with COVID-19. You and James Comer released some emails, and they were stunners. What what was in those emails? Well, understand this. Right from the get-go, Dr. Fauci is on notice that this thing came from a lab. He gets an email on January 31st, 2020, from Dr. Christian Anderson. The email says, virus looks engineered virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. That is a fancy way of saying this thing came from a lab. So Fauci goes into full tilt, cover his backside. He organizes a conference call. He's doing emails and work at two in the morning. Conference call the very next day, February 1st. Other doctors who've been getting our tax dollars that Fauci's been handing out over the years are on that conference call with Fauci and Dr. Collins. And on that call, we now have those emails that are related to that call. And we, we on these emails, they point out Dr. Gary, for example, says, I don't know how this this happens in in nature. This had to come from a lab. So the sentiment on that call is this thing likely came from a lab, but all that changes over the next couple of days. So much so that the people who were on that call, some of these virologists, write in the the Nature Medicine publication, they write an article that says, no, 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 it wasn't a lab at all. And then that turns into uh, uh, an article that gets cited in The Lancet, which became the big piece that downplayed the lab leak theory. And it all comes from Fauci and Collins putting the pressure, I believe, on these scientists to do what Fauci and Collins wanted. And the real kicker for me, as we learned this yesterday, is a few weeks after that article appears in February saying it didn't come from a lab, Dr. Fauci awards those same authors, Dr. Anderson, Dr. Gary, the two guys who were most adamant at the start that this thing came from a lab but changed their position, those two guys get a $9 million grant from Dr. Fauci's organization, from Dr. Fauci's agency. So I think that sort of tells the whole picture, but we need we need these guys under oath in front of us, these doctors, these virologists coming in answering questions, but we're not gonna get that unless the American people put us in charge in November and we're in control of the next Congress. Congressman, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but Dr. Fauci most definitely is an American. And from what you just described, it sounds like 
He's running cover for China for some reason. What? Why? Because they were doing gain-of-function research with our tax dollars in the Wuhan lab in China. That, 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 that's the bottom line. And Dr. Fauci and these scientists didn't want that to get out, certainly not to start, even though all the, you know, anyone with common sense thinks, wow, this, this, as I said earlier, you know, this came from a bat to a pangolin to a hippopotamus to Joe Rogan. That's what they want us to believe. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it came from a lab. It's, that's, what, that's where everything points. So I think he was simply trying to cover his backside. And he got these scientists. Now, this is the scary part. He got these scientists, I think, he got these scientists to write what he wanted to be written. And then Fauci cites that very article in the White House saying, oh, scientists say that this didn't come from a lab. Well, it's the it's the article that you you choreographed, you originated. You actually had the ability to influence. And you did that. That's the scary thing. How how incestual this whole thing is at the expense of the American people. Congressman, finally, we have Miguel Cardona now. Apparently, he worked directly with the NSBA to get a letter to Merrick yeah. Garland, the top law enforcement official in the country, who then acted on that letter. That's the scary part. Puts out a memo. The FBI follows suit. And now they're looking at parents as potential domestic terrorists. This is NKVD stuff to me. This is very, very dangerous. No, it is. But, but Jesse, it's the template. It's how the left operates. So what Cardona did at the, sec yeah. at the Department of Education, along with the White House and the Justice Department, is exactly what Fauci did. All right? he, he got the article written that he wanted so he could get his agenda accomplished. So the same thing happens here. The Secretary of Education, I always thought it went this direction, not this way. It wasn't that the letter from the School Board Association prompted the Biden administration to get involved. No, 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 no. They just went to the School Board Association, give us the pretext to do what we want to do, namely go after moms and dads who were speaking out against this left-wing curriculum. That's ridiculous. So th this is the template that the left uses. They use the same thing with the dossier. Jim Comey knew the dossier was garbage, but he wanted to go after President Trump's campaign. Oh, Shazam, here's a dossier that the Clinton campaign generated. Let's use that as the excuse, as the pretext to do what we want to do, namely spy on President Trump's campaign. Same thing happened here. And, and, and they did it to moms and dads. The only good thing here is it backfired. It backfired so much, the National School Board Association had to apologize for their crazy letter, and it backfired even more when Glenn Youngkin Got elected governor is going to be sworn in uh, in two days as the next governor of Virginia. Congressman, you're obviously going to be in some position of leadership if the Republicans take back the House in, in the midterms. Is there something we can do and will do with this FBI who's gotten way out of line here? Yeah, no, we have to. We have to. We have to. I mean, it, it, Lord willing, if we win back the House and I get the opportunity to be chair of the Judiciary Committee, the committee that's supposed to be looking out for your constitution, uh, constitutional rights and, and protecting the Constitution more than any other committee on Capitol Hill, any other committee in Congress, uh, we will focus on getting to the bottom of how this actually happened, who's all responsible for this, uh, this weaponizing the government and going after parents. Because understand this, Jesse, the same day yesterday when we learned, when we learned that the same day that we learned that, there, that, that, that the education department was going in to the school board association to get this letter so they could do what they want to do, we also learned that the Justice Department formed a special unit on domestic terrorism to go after American citizens. And of course, that same day, we get the speech from Joe Biden where he talks about Americans, the people he is supposed to serve as president of the United States, he talks about Americans as being terrorists. So that, that's a scary thing that all three of those things happen on the same day. So yeah, we will get to the bottom of, of what, what's going on at the Department of Justice. 
But frankly, also, we got to get to the bottom of this whole lab leak, gain of function, everything else. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, and all these virologists who've been getting millions of your tax dollars and your viewers' tax dollars over the years. We got to get to the bottom of that, and we're committed to doing so. Congressman, go get them. Appreciate you, sir. You bet. Thanks, Jesse. Take care. Joe Kent joins us next. You're going to want to hang on for this, but first. I've, tell you, I've told you a lot about Northwest retention systems, right? Their gear, best gear I've ever had, all custom-made, custom-made right here in America. Mag carriers, scout chest holster, inside the waistband, slings, whatever you need, they have it there at nor- nwretention.com. I just want to reiterate again, though, they stepped up big time recently for me personally. Young man lives in my neighborhood, lost his father unexpectedly. Young man who's really into firearms, I sent one text message to Tim, Tim who runs Northwest Retention Systems, said, hey, can we get this young man some sweet gear? He texted me this morning, gear's in the mail. About to make some young man's day who needs it right now. That's the kind of people they are. Go to nwretention.com, use the promo code JESSE, get yourself 10% off. That's the kind of company you support. We'll be back. The truth is, the conspiracy said that Ray Epps was an FBI agent. Ray Epps is not an FBI agent. And that is the crux of this FBI conspiracy, that somehow maybe their own base is too stupid to, to be able to resist somehow an FBI-inspired insurrection. That's the kind of garbage we're dealing with. That was, of course, Congressman Postop, known as Adam Kinzinger. Joining me now to talk about that and the conspiracy and everything else is Joe Kent, congressional candidate and a great one, one we need from the state of Washington and, of course, Green Beret. Joe, Adam Kinzinger, boy, the mainstream media, all of them seem to be really, really, really concerned about all this Ray Epps nonsense. Why are they locking shields like this? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a couple weeks ago we were told that if you were anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th, you were an insurrectionist and you needed to go away to jail without any kind of due process pretty much forever until we were introduced to Ray Epps, the man that it looks like he inspired parts of the the riot on Capitol Hill. But then suddenly, according to Adam, Adam Kissinger and many other members of the January 6th committee, we we can't talk about um, Ray Epps unless we are thanking him for his service and what he's provided for us, which has been apparently information information that we don't have access to yet. But their whole narrative is really unraveling now that we've exposed how Ray Epps was involved in key planning uh, key planning parts of the uh, the riot on Capitol Hill and especially the key breach. There's lots of unanswered questions that any logical person is is demanding answers for right now. Joe, one thing I'm extremely concerned about, Ray Epps or no Ray Epps, I'm very concerned about the Federal Bureau of Investigation apparently becoming the weaponized arm of the Democratic Party. I don't want to overstate it, but how am I supposed to look at their conduct over the past few years and take anything else away from that? Joe, that's as dangerous as anything else going on in the country right now. It's incredibly dangerous. I mean, for three years, this country was told that Donald Trump was some kind of a Russian secret spy. Members of Congress, though, that were that were really propagating that lie, they knew that the origins of the Steele dossier um, were Democrat Party opposition research plugged into our intelligence system and then weaponized by the DOJ and by the FBI. And then after January 6th, we've seen Americans that have been denied their constitutional rights. They've been held essentially in gulags for the last year. And then going one step further, 
we were told that um, if parents showed up to school board meetings that they would be targeted by the FBI counterterrorism task force. The government denied that until we caught them doing it. So the FBI is continuing to act as the Gestapo, essentially, for the Democrat Party. We're seeing it more and more every day. And this is something that we have to stop when we take back the House and take back the Senate. We use the power of oversight to bring all of this to light and then stop the FBI from doing this, refuse to fund that agency if need be. Joe, I, I, every time you bring this up to somebody, well, not every time, but a lot of people now, even people on our side will say things like, well, the good men and women on the ground. Joe, where are they? I mean, I don't want to indict everybody in the organization, but where are the whistleblowers? Where are the people coming out? I don't even care if it's anonymously. Where, where are these good men and women as this organization becomes something scary? No, I, I completely agree. And, and, you know, like you, you serve in the military. I serve in the military. I also a year in the CIA as a paramilitary operations officer. And I have high regard for my former colleagues in the intelligence community. And I even worked with some guys in the FBI going after real terrorists. There are good people there. But at this point, they need to see that this isn't just a couple of bad actors. This isn't just some political appointees at the top. They may be responsible for the rot, but the rot has gone so deep that we need good patriots that are FBI agents that work in the intelligence community or even the DOD, guys like Colonel Schiller, to really start calling out the leadership and calling out the people that are trampling on the Constitution every day. It's going to be hard for them to do, and we have to be ready to support them. But I, I really would encourage all of them to come out um, if they can, either publicly or anonymously. Joe, here was Joe Biden from today calling for social media to censor his political enemies? If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it personal choice impacts us all, our hospitals, our countries. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. Disinformation and misinformation, Joe, you mean like the vaccine stops the spread? It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I mean, this just shows that Joe Biden and the mainstream media will continue to push this narrative, even when it's basically been, in their own words, debunked. They can't prove it with science, as Dr. Fauci likes to scream. Um, so they're just going to use the tools of big tech, which we know they work hand in hand with. So this, this points to several different things. I was just accused yesterday of spreading disinformation. Washington state has some administrative codes that allow the Bureau of Health to establish quarantine camps and then to use law enforcement to forcibly put people into quarantine. This is Washington State admin code. You can look it up. Our Board of Health was convening to discuss this. So my campaign, we held a protest outside and we got them to stop discussing this specific administrative code. The Seattle Times accused me of spreading disinformation. We're accused of this all the time. This just speaks to the fight that we're up against and another huge reason why we have to dismantle big tech and seize them as a public utility because they have far too much control over all of our lives. Love it. Joe, obviously you're, you were Green Beret, so that's about as good as it gets. U.S. Army today, they've just, they've just announced they're increasing their enlistment bonus to 50 grand because they can't get people in. I've been extremely worried about this for a long time as the, as the military goes radical left we're just going to have a soft purge of good people not joining. That type A 18-year-old man is going to go do something else, and he's not going to go try to follow in Joe Kent's footsteps. Yeah, I'll tell you, honestly, um, the hardest discussions I have right now on the campaign trail 
Uh, for me personally is when I get young men and even some young women that come up to me and they say, hey, I, I grew up watching the global war on terror on TV and I want to be a Green Beret, I want to be a Navy SEAL, I want to be a U.S. Marine, I want to be a fighter pilot. Um, I, but should I join right now? And, and prior to this last year, I've always encouraged young people to join the military. I think it's a fantastic thing to do. But right now, the way that our great young men and women, our patriots are being treated between the vaccine mandates, between the partisan witch hunt, which has been going on for a year now, the so-called extremist stand down, which has really resulted in them catching zero extremists. All of that right now, I can't in good conscience, and, I, and this is painful for me to say, I can't in good conscience tell young men and young women to go join the military. And obviously the recruiting numbers and what the Army is trying to do to boost their numbers reflects just that. We're not getting good patriotic people to join the military. And if we can't good, get good people to step forward to defend the country, then we are on the cusp of losing our country. Joe, what are your Green Beret brethren saying who are still in about all this woke nonsense? You know, talking to the guys on the inside, they're feeling incredibly, you know, marginalized. These are the, these are the war fighters that really have had the global war on terror on their backs for the last two decades. These are guys with multiple combat deployments. And in the last year, literally, I could I could read you text messages from my friend. And they said, hey, this this year began with me being told that I was some form of a white supremacist or extremist because of my, my political beliefs that I expressed uh, in my private time in accordance with the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So I was accused of being an extremist. And then a bunch of them went and they had to do the disastrous Afghan withdrawal. They watched us lose 13 great service members on the way out. They watched us, they went through the anguish of us leaving Americans on the field of battle and then leaving Afghanistan in disgrace only to return home and be told you will take the vaccine or we will kick you out of the military, regardless of what you did in your service prior to this. So these are guys, like I said, with multiple combat deployments right now. So the morale is low. Guys are bitter, great war fighters that we need to stay in and help uh, shepherd the next generation of warriors through the ranks. They're getting out in massive numbers. The military in the next two years is just gonna hemorrhage out all this hard-earned, hard-fought talent that we have right now after two decades of war. Joe Kent. Give people your campaign website, please. One of the very few congressional candidates I get behind all the way. Well, thank you, brother. It's uh, Joe, Joe Kent for Congress.com. That's where you can find everything. Any kind of small donation helps. I'm running against one of the Trump impeachment voters, so I'm not getting any help from the Republican establishment, and I'm also up against the far left. So Joe Kent for Congress.com is the place to do that. Really appreciate you having me on. Joe Kent for Congress.com. Go support that, man. Joe, thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Charles Love joins us next, but first. I know shopping for health insurance sucks. I'm never going to come on here. Isn't it so fun to shop for insurance? It's just the worst thing in the world. So allow me to make your life a little bit easier. Whether it's just for you or your family, try OneShare Health. I, I, I was blown away when I went on there. One, it's a faith-based group. Two, the options. I mean, vision, dental, 24-7 telehealth. They have endless options, coverage options for you. And for you, for your whole family, they make it easy. The rates are outstanding. And 5% of your monthly goes to Camp Hope and the PTSD Foundation. 5%. Imagine paying your health insurance bill every month and knowing you're helping veterans with PTSD. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash kelly and use the promo code Jesse Kelly, and that actually gets you 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. Go now. We'll be back with Charles.
I've been telling people for some time now, and I believe very strongly, uh, that the filibuster is on its last leg. Now, either we get rid of that filibuster business now, or we will lose the House, and they will get rid of it, the Republicans get rid of it in the next Congress. Okay. Joining me now is my friend Charles Love, of course, of the Charles Love Show and author of the book Race Crazy. Charles, that sounds like a Democrat admitting we have to pass a bill so we can cheat or we're going to lose the House. Did I misinterpret that some way? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, as usual, I'm here to correct you. You misinterpreted. What it is is, you know, okay. is race crazy. So but the, the, the race makes you crazy. So what it does is you didn't know this, but racism morphs, right? So it depends on what you want to happen. So when they want the filibuster, good. When they don't want it, race it, right? So that's how it is. So you just got to see who's asking for it, what's the context, and then that's how you apply it. So he, what he said makes total sense. <laughs> Charles, you're always so sharp on this stuff. Tell me, is this filibuster ever going away? I mean, both sides seem to kind of flirt with it a little bit when they take power. It's never gone away, but I'm not under the impression what happened yesterday is always what happens tomorrow. Is it always going to be there? It's just, just a bunch of bluster or what? I mean, things can change because we have seen some crazy, but in theory, I think this is one of the few things that's a lot of noise in the public because it riles up your base. But in reality, they all want it. Right, because they want to be they want to be able to have control when and some power when they're in the minority. So of course they want it, but they have to say the things that they need to say to make it look like they're fighting the fight. So I won't say it won't ever go away, but I don't think they're really pushing as hard as they're pretending to make it go away. I keep hearing people tell me that. They tell me a lot of this comes from Chuck Schumer, who blew, blows off about getting rid of the filibuster because he's actually worried about AOC challenging him in a Senate primary. That could be. It's definitely political. But um, the, the real thing is what all this is coming from. It's all about voting rights, which is a farce in itself. So um, that's the thing that's so shocking about it. Every time it comes up, it's really an argument, uh, a de facto argument, a proxy of war on something else. And, and this time it's voting rights so whatever that's supposed to be. Joe Biden made a bunch of headlines the other day with his voting rights speech where I, I, even Dick Durbin was ta criticizing Joe Biden's rhetoric, Jim Crow 2.0, and all this just absurdity. Ted Cruz got up and blasted away at it pretty good. Watch this video. Number wants to do it on is a takeover of elections. And, you know, it's interesting. The rhetoric the Democrats use on this is Jim Crow. You know, Jim Crow laws were written by elected Democrats, and they were designed to prevent the voters from voting Democrats out of office. That's what Schumer's trying to do today. This is Jim Crow 2.0 of Democrats once again trying to take away the ability of the voters to vote them out of office. It's wrong, and it's an abuse of power. Charles, is he right? Um, in part, um, obviously. Um but if you want to be fair, the Republicans in, in the states that they're in power do things to, to maintain power. We both know politicians like to maintain power. Um, but it's, it's, you know, the, the bigger issue is what is at stake? Are blacks really, are their votes really being suppressed? You know, my mom is an 85-year-old 
I mean, she's strongly on Team Democrat. I, don't, I can't think of an issue she doesn't agree with them on. Even if she doesn't really believe in the argument, she will fight with the team. On this, she draws a strict line. She thinks she's worse than most people. She thinks it's crazy that we act like blacks can't vote. And beyond that, she's saying outside of military absentee, traveling for work, things that come up, uh, everybody needs to vote on election date, in person, full stop. The fact that, and see, that's the issue. We're changing the definition of, I know the argument is race, but we're really changing the definition of what voting rights are, right? It's not whether somebody can vote. It's whether they can vote 30 days in advance. It's whether they can hand their ballot to someone else in ballot harvesting. It's whether, you know, they can do all these other things. And now we're changing the definition. If, if you disagree with any of those um, steps, then you're against votes, which is not true. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of black people. I don't know any of them that can't vote. Charles, I've always taken this. Now, obviously, they, they make it a black thing. I've always honestly taken it as more of a they want illegals to vote thing. Now, I may be out of line with that. But as you just pointed out, everyone knows black people can vote. I remember there was that hilarious Internet video that came out. They interviewed a bunch of black New Yorkers saying, do you know where to get an ID? And all of them were like, yeah, it's right down on 57th Street. It's not exactly a problem. <laughs> like they were shocked by this. I've always taken it as, yeah, they, 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 they give this voice to being a black thing. They want to make it so illegals can vote. Well, I would like to push back against you and say it's not true, except I'm in New York and they just passed a law saying that illegals can vote. So I guess I can't really say you're wrong there, Jesse's right. But but to the ID thing, it's also funny. Don't even make it voting. How about the fact that blacks, it's unfair to ask blacks to vote, but here in, in New York and in other places, you're telling blacks they can't eat if they don't show an ID. But I see blacks still in restaurants, so they find a way to go out and eat during the times of uh, COVID restrictions. So we all know they have IDs. And if there's a simple way to get people IDs if they don't have them, but nobody wants to do it because it's like the filibuster. There's something that we can use as a cudgel. So if we, we, it's like we don't really want to fix it because if we fix it, we can't complain about it. Well, Charles Love, the book is Race Crazy. Go get it, Charles. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, as always. All right, we have Light in the Mood next, but tomorrow we have a special coming out. It's a special on Kamala Harris. It's one you're going to enjoy, but to enjoy it, you have to actually be a First TV supporter. It's easy, though. Here's what I want you to do. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up. You get access, actually, to all of our specials. All of them. Everyone we've ever done, you get them all on demand. Remember that George Soros one everyone loved? Still sitting right there for you to watch. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support. We'll be back with Light in the Mood. All right. It's time to lighten the mood, and you know nothing lightens the mood more than a gender reveal gone wrong. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> All right. Watch my Kamala Harris special tomorrow. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up. You'll enjoy it. See you then.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.